Well, and one of the seriously feel-good stories of the year so far, it was quite special over the weekend to see one of our most respective basketball identities back on court. Two years after his uh, cancer diagnosis, uh, Alex Pledger has worked his way back to basketball, signing with his old Southland Sharks and completing a return that might have seemed pretty improbable not that long ago. Uh, the timing couldn't be more fitting either, with May being Bowel Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, Alex uh, being a fitting ambassador for that cause, and uh, he's been good enough to give us a bit of his time this morning. Uh, Alex, uh, thanks very much. Uh, tell us a wee bit about uh, your ambassador role for this uh, Bowel Cancer Awareness Month. Um, uh, morning, thanks for having me on. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's um, obviously over the last couple of years has become um, quite important to me, it's been a, um, <clears throat> you know, it is, you know, it is one of those things that has a, um, I don't know if stigma is the word, but it is kind of considered one of those things that that young people don't get, that health healthy people don't get. It's kind of like an older person thing, kind of something like that. And I'm obviously a pretty, you know big piece of evidence that that's not uh, exactly the case. So kind of just to help, um, you know, get the word out there, letting people know what the symptoms are. Doesn't matter if you're in your 60s, 50s, 20s, whatever you are. Um, you know, you know, it's a thing that anybody can get. So just to, to help raise awareness, um, you know, I, you know, it's something that I, um, you know, really look to do just to, um, you know, try and prevent and help people, um, you know, avoid the uh, the fairly average time that I've been through over the last couple of years. Well, you've got through it, which is uh, the, the great piece of news for you personally, Alex, and for those around you as well. Um, and just brought you back to uh, the basketball court. So uh, tell us about the emotions uh, when you set foot at those big feet of yours, uh, headed across the white line onto the court. Uh, tell us how it felt. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, when I was warming up for the game, it was kind of like a, like a first day at school kind of feeling. It was, um, I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I was definitely a little bit anxious and kind of just, you know, after, after so long, just wondering how it was going to go. Um, you know, the legs and back are still a little bit sore a couple of days later. But, um, but yeah, it was just, um, you know, to have, have my wife sitting in the crowd and her watching and, uh, playing for the team um, that supported me through the entire ordeal. Um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty special moment. And um, even though the the result of the game uh, didn't go um, the way the the Sharks were hoping, um, yeah, it's definitely a memory that I'll that I'll look back on fondly. How uh, big a carrot was that while you were going through this terrible process that you had and these down times and these, the, this period of great uncertainty for the future, how big a carrot was basketball for you? I mean, I, I ask this on behalf of, of younger people who still have goals left in their life who may succumb to, to uh, illness as well. How, how important was you to have a goal? Um, yeah, it was, it was something that I always... It was always a goal in the back of my mind. It, it wasn't completely within my control because, you know, just depending on how treatments and surgeries and recoveries and various things went. And, we, and when I was doing those things, you know, I wasn't thinking, 
oh my god, I have to get back on the court, but um, I was concentrating on the you know the treatment, the recovery side of it. But it was always in the back of my mind. Um, you know, I would like to get back out there and um, and um, you know finish my career on a more positive note rather than kind of um, having um, you know a not so great ending like that. And um, yeah, so. About a couple of months ago, when I got um, the all clear from the doctors and was able to start training again, um, you know, my body responded quite well to that stuff, and um, yeah, I couldn't be happier that I'm that I'm able to step back on the floor again. Alex, uh, through adversity, I think a lot of people learn things um, about themselves. <clears throat> uh, what did you learn about yourself? Uh, what, what was um, you know, probably the, the thing that um, you look back and think, yeah, you know, I, I was pretty cool because of. Um, what did you find out about yourself as a person? Um, just that it might sound kind of silly, but the just that how much how much power your mind has over your body. You know, I kept I kept a very positive mindset throughout the entire thing. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, that's not always, you know, the outcome isn't always going to be um, uh, within your control. But, you know, just and just just knowing, but I'm not sure how to put it into words, but just like the just knowing that you can overcome something that's pretty terrible. Um, it just kind of, you know, just puts puts things in puts things in perspective, just let you know that sport's not that important. It's you know, just you know, when you put your mind to things, you know, you can accomplish a lot. And um yeah, it's it's kind of a difficult question to put into a couple of words, but it's just um yeah, it's just just knowing in your mind that you have the, the ability to overcome difficult things. Um you know, it's not a thing that you want to necessarily learn when you're in your early thirties, but um, mm. or in the in the fashion that I in the fashion that I did. But um, yeah, it'll um, just you know there'll be other challenges in life, and just knowing that I've overcome something like that, um, you know, will will definitely help me out further down the line. Right now that you've you've got um, uh, the singler back on and and you're back on court. Um, what kind of ambitions uh, have you set yourself? Uh, have you set yourself goals now? Um, yeah, well, obviously, <coughs> um, I think. <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I think I had a reputation throughout my playing career as as a winning player, and um, at the moment, um, you know, in the playoff picture, the Sharks are on the the outside looking in, but we still have. Um, plenty of time to, to turn things around. So, um, you know, just whether it's on the practice court, um, setting an example off the court, because we do have, um, you know, a couple, there's a couple of guys around the same age as me, but we do have a lot of young guys as well. So if we can, um, you know, just from, you know, setting a good example of what it takes to to be um, a professional sports person and help turn things around. Um, yeah, that's one of the biggest goals for me this season. Well, if the team's about to turn it around, you've uh, got a very important couple of weeks um, coming up because um, you've got uh, the local derby against the Nuggets who have faltered of late, and then you've got the Ears at home as well. Opportunity for points here. 
Yeah, with, um, you know, we've, our last two or three home games, um, you know, we haven't haven't got the greatest results, but the, um, we've got a new import coming in. Uh, his name's Josh Cunningham. He played for the Sharks a couple of years ago. Um, and, yeah, so he gets here today, I think. So we'll have almost a week of practice with him in the squad and then, you know, a couple of, a couple, um, couple of games at home, as you just mentioned before. Um, you know, we have a double header up in Auckland, the two Auckland teams after that. So these two home games are pretty important to, um, you know, to steady the ship and get back in the playoff picture. And then, um, you know, we'll see if we can see if we can make a little run of it the last um, last eight games of the season. Alex, uh, through your time in the United States, through university and, and uh, your education there, as well as playing basketball, of course, did you develop a favourite NBA team? <laughs> um, no, I was never, because where I, the places where I went to college didn't have NBA teams. Um, yeah, in, in Kansas City didn't have an NBA team. So I, I was always a guy who kind of liked players and I just liked whatever team that person played for. But, um, yeah, obviously at the moment, um, I've always been a LeBron fan. So, yeah, seeing the Lakers get swept out of the conference finals, I wasn't um, overly happy with that. But Denver are pretty good and they're a fun team to watch. So, um, you know, I think they'll go on to win the entire thing. But And obviously being a Kiwi, um, you know, Stephen Adams being the lone Kiwi uh, representative of the NBA. Um, yeah, I follow the... Grizzlies quite closely as well. Uh, Alex, uh, we have Game 7 today, um, obviously, and uh, the, the Celtics are on the verge of history here. No one's come back from 0-3. Uh, uh, they host the Miami Heat. How do you see this going? Yeah, I think, um, I think Boston will get it at home. It will be, um, you know, the, the fashion that... Miami lost um, lost game six with that um, you know, that last second tip in to keep for Boston to keep their season alive. Um, yeah, and I think Boston, you know, the home crowd in Boston and their home arena, even though their home record in the playoffs over the last couple of years uh, hasn't been that great. Um, you know, if I was a betting man, I would um, bet on Boston, but. Um, but at the same time, Miami are kind of one of those scrappy, mentally strong, kind of resilient teams. So if there is a team that can kind of overcome a bit of a, a bit of a blow like that, um, it would be them. But uh, yeah, if I was to tip uh, uh, any team, it would it would be the Celtics in Game Seven to be the first team to ever come back from three nothing. Is it as simple as Tatum v? Butler, in your regard, I mean, if Jimmy Butler has a 40-point game or a 45-point game, uh, does that have to happen for the Heat to be rare, uh, a real chance? Um, I don't think it has to happen. I mean, the you know, the the Heat were a couple of tenths of a second away from winning Game Six, and Boston, ah, uh, sorry, and Butler and Bam Adebayo combined to shoot like. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was, but it was like nine of 34 or something like that. So, you know, they, they have role players that, that can step up um, and, you know, and play well as they have throughout the entire playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think, 
it'll it'll come down to a combination of both of those things, you know, um, um, Butler and um, Bam for Miami, and but uh, sorry, uh, Tatum and Brown for Boston, and then you know for. Mm. Couple of those role play, a couple of those role players can step up and knock down a few big shots. Um, you know, I think it, it'll kind of come down to a combination of all of those things. I don't think it'll be just one guy dominating the entire game. I think it'll be the team that, um, you know, the team that comes to play the most will be the one that gets it, rather than just one guy carrying the the whole lot. Meanwhile, the Denver Nuggets sit and wait. Uh, they've created history already, getting to this point. Um, and they have, you're a big, and they have a big. Boy, do they have a big. And uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, the, the joker as they call him. How are they going to stop him? What, do you, what, do, what have you noticed about this guy who does the same role as you in a basketball team? I mean, he is just a unit who seems almost unstoppable, Alex. <laughs> yeah, we play in the same position, but um, obviously our games are vastly different. Um, yeah, he's kind of... Offensively, he doesn't really have any weaknesses. He can um, he can score inside. He can score from the mid range. He can shoot threes. Um, he can handle the ball and run a fast break in the open court. In a pick and roll, he can be the guy setting the screen or the guy coming off it in a handoff. He can be the guy handing it off, or he can be the guy coming off it. He's obviously he's the best passing big man ever, and probably a top, top two or three passer in the NBA at the moment, regardless of position. Um, yeah, he's just one of those guys, no matter what you do, no matter what your game plan is around him, um, he can hurt you no matter what you do. So, um, and then with um, Jamal Murray and Porter on the perimeter, knocking in threes and doing the things that they do, and they have some really good, uh, defensive-minded role players as well who can knock down open shots like Bruce Brown off the bench and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. So they're going to be well-rested and um, well-prepared for whoever they wind up playing against. And, yeah, if, yeah, we've spoken a lot about Miami and Boston, but, um, yeah, I think uh, Denver will definitely be the favourite no matter which team of those two makes the finals. And, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, Denver will create uh, a little bit more history by winning the championship for the first time in, uh, in franchise history. Yeah, so that's interesting. Alex Pedger thinks two lots of history. Uh, the Boston Celtics today coming back from 0-3 and the Nuggets first time in their franchise. Uh, just for, finally, Alex, if, in terms of advice, um, uh, just getting back to uh, what you've been through and what you're the ambassador for, uh, do people tend to sit back a bit long here and delay things? What advice would you have for people, not just of your age, who think they might have an issue? Um, yeah, it would be just uh, not put it off. You know, it's you know, I, I, obviously you have to be careful with the way I word it because I don't want to scare people, but because the you know the symptoms that present themselves for bowel cancer also the symptoms that are symptoms of many other less serious things but um but yeah i'll just you know the earliest sign of any change um you know involving that area um i'll go straight to the doctor and get it checked out and 
um, again, not sure how to word it, but just don't be afraid to kind of stand up for yourself and, you know, because... I, I was dismissed a couple of times um, when I brought up family history and um, and the symptoms that I was having and I was told that I was too young and too healthy and all of that to, um, you know, and obviously that turned out to not be true. So, um, so, yeah, I would just, you know, be, you know, kind of be persistent. Don't be afraid to, for lack of a better word, be annoying. You know, if you kind of do get dismissed, um, or kind of they just assume that it's something else, you know, go get a second opinion or go back and just yeah, keep pushing until you kind of get the answers that you want because, um, yeah, it's, it's better to kind of do that than kind of wind up in a scenario just because you accepted accepted something like that. So that, that, that would be the advice that I give. Just don't allow the symptoms to kind of fester over time as soon as you... As soon as something out of the ordinary happens, um, go to the doctor and push as hard as you can to to get to the bottom of it. You are the perfect ambassador, uh, Alex Bledger. Um, Let's hope that that role is very successful and uh, creates more awareness. Uh, Your story is amazing. You're inspirational to get back to where you have as uh, an elite athlete as well. So... Congratulations on that uh, once again. Uh, thanks so much for your time, and uh, let's uh, hope those Southland Sharks get a bit of momentum. They need it going into the playoffs, uh, if that's possible. Cheers, man. Thank you. All right, cheers. Thank you.